you are seeing exactly. I'm not saying it's going to be reversed, just so you know. I'm just saying the contact. You can say whatever you want. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Let me talk. All right. I said a contact from Silva is so slight, it cannot be for that reason. Uh, and it's Glad. It would have had to be from Glad and right. the pace of the spine push. That's what I was going to say, partner. Okay. Let's say it. What's up, world? The playoff push is no longer a gag for a team who's in the basement. It's real. It's happening. And we're pushing so hard. So we are back for episode, episode, episode 171. Oh, a true milestone of Knifey Lion Radio. My name is Jonah, king of the milestones, riding high on the milestones. Don't have anything to say. What an idiot. But joining me, it's Zach. I got plenty to say. Oh, hell yeah. No. Good day. Uh, today, we'll talk about the 2-1 beatdown FCC put on Real Salt Lake. They of America's first stadium, Donald Trump's favorite team. Um, we'll table set that before the recap with some. They made a movie or a TV show about it. Uh, and it'll be really something special. I know mine are. Um, and then after that, we'll talk about the game. And then we'll cover the latest breaking news to come out of the Michelle Branch saga. And folks, it just won't end. Zach, last week, I dropped an absolute bomb. A Brumberg, Bob Brumberg bomb on the podcast. Have you been hearing from your FCC friends about that? No, I don't oh. have any. But oh, well, you take my word for it. It's uh, it's been something else. He did DM me to say he might have misspoken that Dienstad might not be um, coming to an end. But <laughs> I honestly can't keep up with whether they're coming or going. So when in doubt, assume they're out. Zach, have you been able to think about anything except for? Mommy and Daddy, Tommy and Kevin's big fight last night during the game. <laughs> no, I haven't actually. It's, uh, it's got me fucked up. You know, we'll get into that later, but one of my possible thoughts was um, Apple TV called and they said, Kevin, you can stay. Tommy, not so much. Tension. Real tension. Just say it. I'm just saying the call. You can say whatever you want. I think there's I'm, tension. I'm, that's why I'm saying. Well, just say it. Say what? That's what Tommy kept doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just because you say the word friend doesn't make things friendly. That's what they learn. <laughs> All right, friend. Uh, it's very passive aggressive. Um, what else? Michelle Branch. Beautiful Sunday. Our children played yesterday. A dramatic come from behind beat down against St. Bernard. Um, against all odds, Clifton FC just continues to chug along through this season. Wouldn't you say? You'd have to. I wouldn't call it chugging along. We're steamrolling, Jonah. Zach, you need a table set anything else before we get into these movies, uh, TV shows, or whatever? No, no, I don't think so. Let's go. It's just, you know, day after a big playoff pushing win. The vibes are right. I should mention the sun is shining. It is Sunday, early afternoon. Bengals haven't heard us yet. It's all in front of us. So with that said, we bring back an old favorite um, known as They Made a Movie made About, a movie but about. it can also, and for me almost entirely is, They Made a TV Show About. Zach, what did you go with? You said the movies were a little harder to come by this time. 
Yeah, I mostly did TV shows. But. Uh, well, here you uh, you, you set us off on our journey. All right, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll hit you with my first movie. It's uh, wow, they uh, <laughs> they made a movie about Brandon Vasquez asking Meta World Peace if he has diarrhea. It's called Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> That took me on a journey. Didn't <laughs> if you saw where that was coming with the setup, then you're a smarter man than I. <laughs> Speaking of which, not really. This one's a TV show. They made a show about how Junior Moreno has played lately. Yes, folks, I saw it announced when I flipped on CNN this morning. I don't know if you saw this act. It was called Breaking Bad. <laughs> I know that's right. It's right on the bottom of this screen. Love to start off positive. I don't know if you used to watch this show. It's a, it's a simple premise, a TV series just based on Ian Murphy. It's called Lost. <laughs> no, I found him too confounding. I had to quit after his first season. I don't know if you saw this one. I wonder if we'll have any crossovers. They made a show about what goalkeeping coach Paul Rogers demands with his bangers. It's called MASH. <laughs> You're like, wait. Bangers or bangers, and now you know. Yeah, that's funny because they actually they made a TV show about Celentano's testicles after saving that <laughs> attempted nutmeg shot. That's called mash. <laughs> <laughs> Disturbing. Yikes! RSL goes with America First Stadium. Some are saying they were better off with their placeholder name, which they also named a show after. It's called Sign Field. <laughs> There's just, right. just a placeholder, Zach. It just said sign. Sign field. Sign field. Uh, Tommy G's written a script about FCC striker Brenner's rise to prominence in 2022. It's called Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> Brenner's tired, Jonah, they kept saying. <laughs> um, speaking of him, they made a show about Vasquez drawing a PK in the first half. It was called Touched by an Angel. I don't know if you saw that. Touched by an angel, Zach. Yeah. It's funny. They're, they actually made a TV movie about Brandon Vasquez's penalty shout. It's called A Brush with Love. <laughs> what the hell is that show? It's a made-for-TV movie. Oh, of course. Uh, they did. I don't know if you saw uh, this clip, Zach. They made a TV show about RSL's announcers mispronouncing every FC player's name. It's called Phrase-er. <laughs> See, uh, there's a Netflix. Sorry, there's a Netflix series about Miazga leaving that ball for Celentano. Sure. It's called You. <laughs> <laughs> um, During the broadcast last night, um, someone had to step in and ease tensions between uh, Tommy and Kevin. They gave him his own show. It's called the Steve Wilkos Show. <laughs> He earned it. That's for sure. Uh, they also made a show about Vasquez after Brenner refused to play him in on a through ball. It's called Mad About You. That's what he said to him. Maybe Vasquez should have played Brenner in. He talks like a toddler. Mmm. Mad About You. Uh, I got one more. How am I going to get? I'm all out. 
They made a show about Dom Kinnear doing coaching tactic videos with Alex Steck. It's called, Who's the Boss? Hell yeah. You think Noonan's like, hey. Really ended with a whimper there. Wow, so good to be back. TV shows, you know. You know, you just take three little weeks off and all of a sudden you uh, you lose your intro on a podcast. Damn, it's a cold, harsh world. Didn't realize we were podcasting for Amtrak over here. FC Cincinnati is in the thick of a playoff race, and I am here to tell you I've done the math, I've run the numbers, and with not much confidence, I can tell you, as of the time of you listening to this podcast, assuming it's, you know, sometime close to release, the magic number is six points. But the problem is, I don't know exactly who we need to have drop points. I think it's everybody. But two wins will get FC Cincinnati into the playoffs. But are you really betting on FC Cincinnati to lose now? This is a team that's only lost once since the international break, and that was to Columbus, and let's be honest, that was bullshit. Lucho has been freed, Brenner is unleashed, FC Cincinnati's going to the playoffs, Columbus isn't. Also, I was going through, it was like the Nielsen rating on Wikipedia, top 20 shows of each year. Some of these shows, those Thursday night shows that they would try to put between uh, Friends and Seinfeld every year that were huge failures, pulling in 20 million viewers an episode, and we're like, another stinker. It'd be the highest rated show on TV. You know, Zach, you're suddenly Susan's out there. You're, uh, what else do we have? You know what I'm talking about. I don't know, the single guy. The single, yeah, that's the one I was trying to think of. I could picture his face. Um, there's one with Taylor Leone, too. Anyways, let's get into the FCC recap because it was a doozy. Zach, the this one. The Naked Truth. The Naked Truth. Wow. Look at you. This guy. Not your first time watching TV. Uh, FCC in RSL for the first time ever. Zach, I posted the clip on Twitter, but I went back and listened to our episode prediction thingamajigger. Uh, you predicted an RSL loss, a.k.a. FCC win on the road. Your reasoning be we don't believe in any of these West Coast teams because they're, you know, there's something about them that we just yeah. assume they're shit. And after that game, you had us, we had us, all of us, had us at 44 points at, on the season. And, of course, right now we're on 43. Wow, we were close. Um, but I also said that you said Nashville was going to take the last playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. So <laughs> barely <laughs> missed on that. Besides getting a conference completely oh, wrong. Man. How about our, uh, you know, what is it? Glass ball predictions. Impressive. Every season on the money. This, finally, we're on it. Um, impressed we are. But yeah, first time in Real Salt Lake. But how are you feeling starting our strongest lineup minus Jeff Cameron, depending on what your thoughts are on him and Ian Murphy? Um, you say any result is a good result, a draw, even a loss we could handle. But what were you thinking going into that? Uh, I mean, I was thinking win. I was thinking win for sure. Um, I'm thinking win for the rest of the season. Expecting you know, uh, demanding. You know a lot of those RSL players off the top of your head? <laughs> How many? Uh, Ruiz. Is there a Ruiz? Is that their <laughs> Every team has a Ruiz. <laughs> um, I knew, um, God, the guy who does the improv group is like, see, these guys are idiots. Uh, Justin Glad, that name rung a bell. 
uh, who else? That might Miram, have been it for this. I know, but... Miram, yeah, he came in. I was like, oh, that's nice. He, he feels like they're Harris Madunian. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Um, Bobby Wood was supposedly on the team. Uh, he's not even on the bench, so I don't know what happened to him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we got our lineup there. I don't. I honestly don't feel much worse with Ian Murphy starting than Jeff Cameron until like you know the shit hits the fan, and I'm like, Ian, I don't know. There's no offsides on a throw in. You might want to look over there. Uh, turns out Miaska was the one that really let us down. But um, yeah, starting the game, you know, we're on the back foot, but eventually we get a little, we get a little action. But the first big moment of the game, Chang. Gets a goal after they throw into a totally unmarked guy, crosses it in with the head headed goal. Zach really sleeping out there. This time difference really screwing up the FC, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. I think it's a little jet lag plus the altitude. Uh, you know, kind of some slack. Was that the Barial Murphy side, or was that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was rough. Miazga very angry, but he won't have room to talk for very long. After that, I mean, it was also uh, the header wasn't contested very well either. All around, no, it's pretty poor. No failure, sleeping everywhere. Um, almost within the minute after that happens, a long ball was that a long ball for Murphy? Whoever it was, it, was it might have been. It was a great long ball to Vasquez, who violently gets tossed like a rag doll, <laughs> um, and draws a PK. Now, live, I'm like, oh, something happened. Like, it looked legit when they called it. They showed the replay. Doesn't really seem like there's much of any contact. But we know the rule is clear and obvious error. VAR calls down. They start watching it on the monitor. The ref does. And Zach, Tommy G, and Kevin absolutely fall apart. What was the main issue? Was it that... Tommy wanted Kevin to just commit to his opinion on what it was? No, I don't think it had anything to do with his opinion. He kept, Kevin kept starting to talk, and then Tommy would step on him. And then finally, Kevin was like, if you would let me speak, if you would let me finish my thought. And then Tommy was like, well, go ahead then. He's like, well, I'm trying to. He's like, well, speak. (laughs) (laughs) Say it then. And the... And then even once it was over, he said it again. I was like, well, then just, just say it. Yeah. And he was, was like, well, I'm not. He's like, because Tommy's like, so you're saying it'll, it'll get called. He's like, well, I'm not saying it's going to get called back or whatever. And, then, and um, if Tommy G's to be believed, we saw everything that the ref was seeing. And they didn't really give him a smoking gun angle. Honestly, the first angle we saw in the replay, I was like, oh, that's not a PK. But based on everything he saw... I didn't think there was enough to overturn it, even though it would have been the softest penalty ever. But did you see anything in the what the ref saw that clearly showed he wasn't fouled? Or am I crazy? I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think it was a penalty. Obviously, they were pretty convinced it wasn't clear and obvious error. But like, you know, I guess there's not like footage from above where you can say like there was no contact. But however, I was glad they overturned it because it was <laughs> that was never a penalty. It was. That was obvious. No, it would have been weak, but it's still. It, even though he like really threw himself, it didn't feel like a dive per se. I don't know, but yeah, um, know. it was something. Um, fresh. I don't. I think this was after that. Their goals in the thirty fifth. I have. Yeah, sometime after that, 
we get Miazga with the world's worst back pass to Roman Santano. Absolute lame duck. Barely fucking taps this thing. And so Celentano has to commit to this challenge on, um, I forget who it was, the RSL striker. Clear PK for him, going to the line, and um, stuffs him, dives the right way. A great save. Saves us, it's still one nothing. Zach, Roman Celentano, for the first three games, we accused him rightfully of just um, saving Balls that were shot directly into his palms, basically <laughs> standing straight up. So we're like, let's pump the brakes on crowning him. But uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, no, for sure. He can After, stay. Uh, even that that six zero, that first half, he fucking saved the day and uh, made a handful last night. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, as far as keeper created penalty situation, that's I felt like that was about as you know, least on him as could have possibly been. Um, yeah, and it, he didn't get a red card, so it was all, yeah, it was all good. It was out, out to the side a little bit. And, um, wow, it paid off big time. In the 44th minute, Brenner, he of go- scoring goals more than Vasquez lately, gets one in. A lot of hesitation from Powell to make that cross to the open Brenner as he's standing oh, yeah, there. I was, <laughs> I was punching the couch. Had enough time to scream at the TV. Uh, finally does, and he shoots it. Goalie gets a fat palm on it, unable to keep it out. Zach, if that's us, that's our team, and goalie gets that much of a hand on it, you're feeling a little down. Uh, Salentano out, if that goes. <laughs> uh, so that was rough for them. But right before halftime, and then we survive 1-1. I'm going to say against the run of play, we hadn't, I know not this year, I can't, was it an all-time thing that we've never won a game that we started off behind? Is that possible? I'd believe that. I don't. <laughs> as far as run of play, I think we did have like a pretty decent spell. Like the beginning, we were doing nothing, and then uh, I don't know. We had a good 15, 20 minutes there where we had a few with some give and goes, uh, some nice passages of play. You are correct. Uh, um, there was uh, the Vasquez chance where. He, Really blasted it over the top. Probably could have played in Brenner. Mm-hmm. Definitely could have played in Brenner. But and Brenner paid him back later. No, that's right. Refusing to release him when there were three men on him and none on uh, Brandon Vasquez. I think he couldn't get the ball right on his feet. I think he wanted to pass it. I mean, yeah, he got f- kind of wrapped up pretty quickly. But at the time, I mean. Brandon wasn't too demonstrative after that happened, but you could tell he was pretty bummed. You know, he's desperate for a goal. This is his first game after the huge fucking snub. So I'm I'm praying for him to put up a hat trick of his own and didn't really come off for him in this game, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he's still out there. He's still doing everything he can. The man wants to score goals. Uh, after halftime, we get another penalty. This time, maybe an unnecessary, but extreme cutback by Alvis Powell in the box. Little toes get a little clipped. Um, this one, not called a penalty. Actually, I shouldn't say that. It wasn't called a penalty originally, but they send down for VAR to review it. And you think every time it goes to the monitor, it's going to be the opposite of what, you know. If they're if if he didn't call a penalty, but they're calling him to go to the monitor, I was assuming it was a PK. Zach, another weak one, if one. But it, in all honesty, he did touch his, he did clip his foot a little bit. Yeah, but he didn't reach out to do it. You know, he does his cutback, and the guy's running the opposite direction still. 
So I think I would have been like super soft. And, uh, so he says no penalty, but first he like points over to where the throw in was. And I was like, Oh, he's pointing to the spot. And then he does a little head thing. I was like, wow, what a trickster. Yeah. One of those uh, RSL players really started laying into him for pointing. Yeah. Even though just they got me, their way, but just give me a second. I, you know, before our next goal, I don't really remember a lot of what happened, but I remember clamoring for some subs. I wanted Kubo for Moreno. Noonan heard me from many states away. Subs him in, Gaddis for Powell, and then eventually Sergio Santos for Brandon Vasquez. Not Brenner. He of being very tired. <laughs> Zach, did you see Coach Goff tweeted out? Maybe you didn't. No. FCC must be the slowest team in MLS or something. I think our two strikers are slow. Yes. It just didn't feel like the right time. Okay, sir. (laughs) You know, to just call out our team for being slow. Plus, it hasn't stopped us from scoring goals, that's for sure. No, Uh, it hasn't. But that one, I mean, I think Coach Goff is a douche. But that uh, a lot of times last night, those balls would be played in to Brenner. And he would either not reach them or by the time he reaches it, the defender's caught up. (coughs) He can't really get on a break. He's a glider and speeder. They can always catch him and Vasquez. But. Uh, they can't catch Santos, although he didn't really get many chances to put on the burners. Uh, 76 minute. It says unassisted, but I mean, it's all set up by Lucho. He dinked around, got away from his man and tried to slide a ball into a crowded place, which leads to positive things as it bounced off an RSL player perfectly to Brenner. With his back to goal, does a quick turn and fires it in. All of a sudden, 2-1. RSL in shambles. FCC up on the road with 14 minutes plus 6 minutes of stoppage time to hold on. How are you feeling knowing it's back to our normal? Can we hold on to a late lead? I felt good for like one minute and then we. no one will ever be able to explain to me why we behave the way we do when <laughs> we're winning but uh we can't complete a pass anymore uh, we just keep giving it to their goalie just blasting them um weird long balls to nobody um yeah it's fucking brutal man then the one time you wanted them to just like blast it and go is when their keeper was still in our box yeah and uh he's, yeah. he falls on it yeah, we forget how to pass, and we kind of pull back. And, I mean, it's not for lack of effort, because you see people just losing position and just, like, sprinting around trying to cover areas and, like, but, like, giving people too much time to cross or make a pass. And then um, Justin Mirren came in. We survive until the 90th minute. Six minutes of stoppage time comes up. That seemed excessive. Was it the VAR? I mean, that's one a lot of subs, yeah, I but mean, I still feel like the baseline for a long one without an injury should be like four. Yeah, I mean, I would. My head went straight to the VAR, and then <clears throat> I don't know how long that, that was rough. took. I was kind of resigned to the tie. I was preparing. Yeah, myself. it felt like it was coming, and it man, it really was. I mean, we really lucked out. They had a few shots that went through a crowd that could have easily been deflected any which way. A few shots that went right to Roman. Uh, I think Roman had a long punch out. That might have been the first half. That the first half we had, he punched one really far. Uh, yeah, it was the first half. But uh, yeah, everything seemed to come against us. Their keeper comes in like the 91st minute on a corner, and he actually kind of got in the way of his own player 
who had a better angle. So that actually might have worked out for us. So yeah, Roman catches that one. There's no one in goal. Maybe that's a good time for Sergio Santos to show us that Olympic speed, you know, just start sprinting and then we just boot it long. I mean, something, I just wanted to see what would happen. You'd assume something good would happen. Uh, we didn't get to see it. He hangs on to it. Uh, they continue to pelt us. Not any really great shots, um, but it was as nervy as nervy can be. But we survive 2-1. They've only lost two games at home all year. Uh, we hadn't, for sure, this year come from behind to win a game. We've only won games where we've scored first, if that wasn't clear. And uh, we did it. But we're in the same spot. Sixth place, 45 points. Four points ahead of Columbus, who have a game in hand. Atlanta won. They're in eighth or... No, did they tie? Whatever. They're in eighth with 30... No, 40 points. They've played 32 games, so they only have two games left. Miami plays today. It would be great if they lost. Um, but how you feeling? We won. We held on. You know, I'm still recovering from those last 20 minutes. <clears throat> yeah, I feel good. I feel real good. How good? <laughs> Home playoff game, good. I think we're on our way. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, New York City won. Orlando decisively won. We're so, going to win out. It's quite possible. Seattle is extremely depleted. They lost, I think, Ladero on yellow card accumulation. They might be missing upwards of four or five starters for international duty. So if ever there was a chance to beat Seattle in Seattle, it is this coming game. Um, so hopefully we don't lose to a bunch of academy players. But, um, yeah, I don't know. How you feeling about the playoff push? This is... Right, we we reached the the stage where now if we don't make the playoffs, it will feel like a failure. Yeah, it will. I mean, you'll just think back to all these last second ties and stuff like that. I'd be like motherfuckers. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I will say like after the game last night, I was like, I hope none of these players play against Chivas. Yeah, I'm because... so unenthused about that even happening. Yeah, um, they all just seem to gas. Just play. Fucking bring Isaac Atanga back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Robledo's uh, not starting that game, something just horrible has happened. Yeah, not um, even like don't like don't start Kubo. None of that shit. No, I mean Kubo's Kubo's. He didn't do much with his substitute appearance, but um, you know, in my pecking order, I got him above uh, Junior Moreno at the moment. He just looked a little suspect. <clears throat> Uh, for no reason at all, we have 10 minutes left. Uh, yeah, final thoughts about the game specifically. Sixth place, you, you locking us into a playoff spot? I don't want to jinx it, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive. How could you not just, let's see what Atlanta's got left. They've got two games. They've got New England, who I think is still technically alive, so they'll be trying. And then New York City FC, who will definitely be trying. So I don't like their odds of catching us from behind. So really, Miami is the one we got to worry about behind us. And, uh, you know, if a home playoff game happens, good for us. If it doesn't, we'll go ahead and win one on the road. Uh, Miami has Orlando. Did I? They have four games left? Oh, fuck. They got DC United, who is terrible today. So let's see if Rooney can do a solid for us. And then Toronto, Orlando, and Montreal. All right. Uh, Zach Potpourri, we got a big game today. Taking on, I say we, 
Our son's taking on Norwood. Oh, boy. They travel well. Sometimes they have mohawks, an intimidating bunch, but I think we got what it takes. Uh, They're about what you'd expect from a... They are. Or (laughs) Norwood. Norwood players and parents. (laughs) Uh, Zach, Michelle Branch, latest news. She's working on things with uh, Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney. They're going to try to work it out. Okay. You know, it was a long, it was a long day. Drinks were had. Um, she wishes she didn't tweet what she tweeted. She went on the Tamron, Tamron Hall program, had a sit down interview. They're working on things. They're in therapy. Um, I don't know. Are you thinking she should just move on? I don't know, Jonah. <laughs> people want to know how we're, what we're thinking, you know, but I, I think, you know, if you can work it out, stay together for the kids, you know, make it happen, Michelle. Just know Full we're closure. I have, uh, the only info I know is what's been shared on this podcast. So that's all. That's all you need. You know, she she slapped him. She admits it. She slapped him. What do you think uh, about a husband calling the police on his wife after a slap to the face? Bitch move. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Unless, I mean, unless you've got a handful of nails. I don't know. That's that'd be a slap, wouldn't it, Zach? A handful of nails. <laughs> yeah. Like your hand are full of nails. You pick them up a handful of nails and then you slap someone. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, oh, I got it. That, pretty rough. No. Yeah, that's something. <clears throat> One more home game. <sighs> Who are you gonna bring? Because you got Eli next week away, right? Yeah, another away game. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Make it count, Zach. Make it count. Right. It's a big <laughs> one. It's the last right. home game of the year, possibly. Yeah, I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, anything else? Anything else you want to touch on for the people out there? You know, they care about you. They care about our world and the final no, season I don't of know. our Lord. Um, Sonia made me a mix, um, and it started with uh, Bush Swallow. I've been, I was went down a Bush rabbit hole last night. Pretty good. <clears throat> I mean, it's a good song. The follow up to the follow up to their uh, big debut, they go with Steve Albini. Classic move, you know. They did the in utero style, second in utero mention in two weeks' time. What was I checking out besides Michelle Branch? It's not important. Uh, how about playing out songs? You know, I'm I've I've just kind of given up. I just play my own songs at the end of the episode. Is there anything? I had a thought. I don't know why. I was like, you know, I never played H two O the podcast because <laughs> I never really listened to them. But for some reason, that stuck in my head. Is there anything these last few episodes? You know, you, you want the people to hear? Oh um, yeah, I'm not sure. If you're gonna do play uh, Ever Ready, is a good H two O song. Plenty of people will be ready. Uh, we do have a listener. I don't know if you know him IRL, but he was very happy with your what was it? Two hundred stab wounds. Oh. <laughs> He was very happy with that reference. Didn't expect to hear it on FCC podcast, but that's what we give the people. You know, you never know. You never know what Zach's going to drop. I'm a poser. I don't know any bands who uh, have formed in the last 15 years. So look at you, Zach, staying on the pulse with the kids. I know. That's right. Still down. How was it? The show? Yeah. It was all right. It was good. It was them and a creeping death. It was good. Megan mm. Amora showed up randomly. Oh. Mm. What else? Anything? If you don't, that's okay. No, I think that's it. I think that's all I got. I actually did, uh, I went to Oktoberfest for the first time in my life. Um, 
why would anyone want to go to that? I just don't understand. <laughs> but I did see 20 girls all dressed up like Kid Rock. They had drawn on facial hair. and uh, uh, That was definitely the highlight. I like to assume maybe it was like a bachelorette party or something. Or they were just like, yeah. Oktoberfest. <laughs> why not? Let's all dress like Kid Rock. There was a like a 14-year-old at Kings Island with a Miss Me Yet shirt with Donald Trump on it. It just bumps me out. I'm like, first of all, why do you... I don't expect you to be uh, in the tank for Biden or anything, but like why? It's just like as as that age to be like, ha ha, miss me, Trump. I can't even drive yet. That's just it's a weird, weird energy. Probably a bad family. Maybe maybe he's abused, so I can't really blame him. You know, he's been through a lot, that kid, whoever it was. But uh, yeah, you hate to see it. Uh, yeah. So good luck to our children today. Good luck to the Bengals. Good for FCC. Good for Brenner. Good for his sell-on value. Um, shout out to my absolute queen, Grace Birding, who has just been providing all the content on Instagram. Follow Grace. She's an influencer. She's everything you could want on a soccer president's daughter's Instagram. She's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jimmy's dropping those fire emojis. <laughs> she... She's gone through a lot of changes, all of them positive. <laughs> Nothing bad. I am completely in support. All right. Hopefully, um, until next time, Zach, final words. Yeah, Amelia, what's good? Um, I am pro Oktoberfest. All right. Don't <laughs> oh, you are. Oh, I get, I get it now. I was going to say, I hate every, especially summer weather, outdoor, like Taste of Cincinnati, any of these things where you're just walking around the streets, parking lots with no shade, going booth to booth, like, oh, look at this, La Rosa's in a tent. Like, yeah. I, any of those <laughs> things, like, are so uh, off of my radar that, you know, if people enjoy that, good for them. But to me, it's borderline psychotic. Well, I hit up Karina. I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, do you want to walk around there? I'm like, ah, all right. And, uh, but yeah, I saw these hats, and I was like, those don't look like German hats. Those are just fucking lame fedoras. And I was like, oh. Kid rocks. <laughs> That's cool. You never know what you're gonna see at Oktoberfest. I did. I, I saw sure Max don't. down there, but I didn't say hi. Oh, interesting. He's always doing stuff with his family. Foolish. But I guess He's I was a bunch in a, of dudes. Oh, broing out. Yep. I have to ask him about that. I guess I was in a place <laughs> with little shade in the heat. Well, it was Kings nighttime. Island. I was in the dark. So. so. Oh, I'll forget what I know then. Nothing. All right. Yeah. What's Cody cropping? What's good? We'll just keep on winning. And if you want more detailed thoughts about this game, you know where to look. Anywhere else. Anywhere else. The countdown begins. Voice crack till the big finale. So good. Bye. All right.